Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, podcast listeners. You know, today is going to be an interesting topic to be able to talk about here on this podcast. My knowledge of the auto industry isn't that high, I guess you can say. But I mean, there are some things I know about the auto industry just from past work experiences that I've had. Uh, not in the auto industry itself, but in the metrology space uh, when I used to work for a metrology company. But I have to say that things are going to get really interesting in the auto industry in the next few years, especially after today's announcements. I mean, there's a lot of announcements happening in the auto industry itself currently today, okay? Like, for instance, NEO says that NVIDIA chip restrictions won't hurt them, and we'll talk a little bit about the chip restrictions a little bit about because we've talked about that in past podcasts, okay? Jeep today also announcing as well that an all-electric Wrangler-inspired SUV is one of four new EVs by 2025, which is only in three years from now. GM is also announcing too today. GM is betting on its electric uh, Equinox starting at 30000 to kickstart a massive adoption of EVs. Okay, Mercedes-Benz is also announcing that they have a deal with... Uh, Rivion to be able to build electric commercial vans in Europe. Okay. So think about it. we're covering topics that are happening in China, in the United States and in Europe for just the car industry. And almost all of them have to do with electric vehicles currently right now. Okay. And the last thing that we're going to be able to talk about, which I'm a little bit more confident to talk about a little bit more on this podcast due to looking into this industry a few years back, it says here, United Airlines raised bet on electric air taxis with 200 aircraft from Upstart EV. Okay. We got to get into these conversations today because I got to say some of these are very interesting topics to be able to talk about, especially with the car industry, especially with how things are looking right now. And ironically, this falls at a time too where there was just a massive heat wave. And like I've mentioned in past podcasts, I believe that in California, we pretty much told people not to charge up their electric cars and all these manufacturers are still pushing to make electric cars. Okay. With that being said, as I said, beginning of each podcast, I'm not a professional advisor in any way, shape or form. Everything I talk about in this podcast is for information purposes only. Please go do your own research before investing in any company as you're not guaranteed to make money in the stock market when you invest. This is for entertainment purposes only. This whole podcast is not financial advice. It's for entertainment for those who wish to be able to understand what's happening in the market at all times and to be able to hear different sides and opinions based off personal experience or just from what they've read in the past. With that being said, let's begin today's topics today. Neo says NVIDIA chip restrictions won't hurt them. Okay. From Beijing, China, CNBC, China's electric car maker Neo joined others in the industry. It's in saying that the U.S. restrictions on NVIDIA chip sales to China won't affect the automaker's businesses. NVIDIA disclosed last week that the U.S. will require the chip maker to get a license for future export to China for certain products in an effort to reduce the risk of being used by the Chinese military. Quote, we believe that we will not have an impact on our business operations. William Lee, founder and chairman of CEO of NEO. Oh, that's funny, William Lee. That's interesting. Said the Via company translator during an earnings call Wednesday. That, according to the street account transcript, Based on its estimations, our computing power is sufficient for our autonomous driving technology development and the aspect of AI training. For now, Leo Lee said, 
And we've been working very closely with our partner, NVIDIA. NVIDIA Drive Orange Chip has become a core part of the assisted driving tech for NEO and other electric companies in China. An online NVIDIA blog post described how NEO's new ES7 SUV came with four chips, including one that enabled the car to learn from individual driving preferences. The U.S. restrictions targets NVIDIA's A100 and H100 products, whose sales are part of the company's far larger data center business. The products are graphic or graphics processors that can't be used, no correction, that can be used for artificial intelligence. Lee said Wednesday, there are many companies in China with artificial intelligence training chips and that NEO is evaluating opportunities to work with different companies. But he said the U.S. restrictions would not affect NEO long-term strategy. Last week's automaker Geely said it wouldn't be affected by new restrictions as did autonomous driving startups, WeRide and Pony.ai. Earlier this week, China's financial news site uh, reported that, I don't even know how to say that name, it's the chairman of electric car startup Xpeng said the restrictions could bring challenges for the autonomous driving algorithm training on cloud computing platforms. But he said the company had brought enough to the high tech products to meet demand for the coming years. According to the report, he posts on personal WeChat account with a similar uh, to a private Facebook news feed post. So it's getting interesting how this chi- this chip story is starting to play out a little bit. Okay, I mean, there was it was such a big deal last week that the Nvidia was going to get hit hard and. I, even I'll admit, I th- I believe I said that I think China would, it would incentivize them to invade Taiwan a little bit more. But now at the same time, I think I kind of over, over blew it a little bit. And I'll, and I'll admit when I'm wrong on this podcast. So if I did say that, I'm saying right now, I'm sorry for blowing that out a little bit. I still think eventually China will invade Taiwan and I don't want to deal with markets that day when it happens. But I'm curious to know overall with with Neo in particular, since they are an electric car company, what I'm curious about is maybe China starts trying to figure out how to use these chips for the military overall. But at the same token, I mean, Neo is just a car company and maybe they just have a better strategy going forward than uh, people realize. Maybe it's also investing opportunity for people who saw NVIDIA get hammered and potentially with Neo as well. I do expect shortages to still happen though overall for materials to make these chips. I mean, the United States was making such a big push recently to get the chips made in the United States. And so it makes me wonder if overall, like how the chip industry is gonna be affected overall, cause I do expect shortages to happen across the board, especially since all cars are becoming electric and more, I guess, AI-like in the making. I mean, Nvidia was hammered pretty hard, so. Just continue to keep an eye out for both NVIDIA and NEO. I mean, I know there's some people out there that love NEO because they think it's like the next Tesla or like the rival to Tesla. But you got to remember, Tesla is also SpaceX as well. So when you invest in Tesla, you're also investing in future technologies like the car industry that Tesla is making for electric cars and also being able to invest in SpaceX and all these other projects that Elon's making. Whereas NEO is just a straight up electric car company. Now, granted, maybe NEO does well in China because it is a Chinese brand. But until I start seeing Neo cars in the States, I just have a hard time believing that Neo is going to be able to do anything. But I do expect some of these now other car makers, which we're going to be talking about, to make some type of impact. I just don't know how much of an impact, though. Okay. From the auto industry, it says Jeep announces an all electric uh, Wrangler inspired SUV as one of four new EVs by 2025 from Detroit, Michigan for CNBC. Jeep plans to launch four new all electric SUVs in North America by 2025, including a luxury Grand Wagner and a Wrangler-inspired off-road vehicle called Recon. 
The quintessential American SUV brand announced the new vehicles Thursday, along with plans for half its U.S. sales and all its European sales to be electric vehicles by 2030. The sales targets are in line with prior ones announced by Jeep's parent company, uh, Stellantis. Jeep executives said that the new EV models will with will be additions to the brand lineups, not replacements for current models, and its flagship Wrangler off-road SUV. The announcements makes make for Jeep's most detailed and aggressive electric plans to date. Previously, the brand was largely focused on plug-in hybrid electric vehicles that offer all-electric driving in addition to traditional inter- internal combustion engine. Our goal is to be clear, become the global leader in SUV e- electrification, Jeep CEO uh, Christian Muner said during the media briefing. The company plans to achieve the goal by 2025. The Recon, a brother to the Wrangler and the electric Grand uh, Wagner called the S, are expected to go into production in 2024, Jeep said. The automaker is targeting a range of 400 miles on a single charge, 600 horsepower, and a 0 to 60 miles per hour time for around 3.5 seconds. For an electric Grand Wagner, the brand did not announce performance expectations for the Recon beyond saying it would offer Wrangler-like off-road capability. Jeep also plans to offer four new EVs in Europe by 2025, including a small SUV called Avenger. That will not be sold in the U.S. Um, Muner declined to say how many of the vehicles would be sold in both North America and Europe. The Avenger, which is smaller in a brand entry-level Jeep Reng- uh, Renegade, will arrive in Europe's showroom in early 2023, according to the company. Jeep plans for every vehicle and its lineup to offer some form of electrification by 2025. That include hybrid plug-in, hybrid electric or all electric all electric models the company declined to forecast what part of its sales will be powered by traditional gas line power engines by 2025 or 2030 well i can tell you that right now jeep that if you're trying to sell your jeeps in california soon by 2035 your elect your all your combustion engines apparently are going to be banned in california you know i wonder and 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 this is in all honestly too i mean California just recently told people that they couldn't plug in their cars, their electric cars into the grid because it was just too much. Does that mean we're going to start changing the electric grid in the United States so it can be able to handle all these plug-in cars in the making or all these all-electric cars in the making? I don't know. There's such a big push for these all-electric vehicles that it seems like they're just trying to get everyone out of the combustion engine and into the electric vehicle overall. I also wonder too how much it's going to affect the environment overall. I mean, even this announcement too from GM. I mean, GM's even saying too that GM bets on electric Equinox to kickstart massive adoption of EVs and the starting price is at $30,000. From Detroit, Michigan too, General Motors' second chance of establishing itself as a massive market leader in all electric vehicles is expected to begin next year with the arrival of the Chevrolet Equinox EV. This all-electric crossover is scheduled to go on sale in the U.S. next fall, starting at around three, uh, 30000 a price level many automakers haven't able to achieve as the cost to build electric vehicles and batteries need to power them continues to rise. See, this is where things get interesting. They're saying that this the to make the parts is continuing to rise, okay? We just spoke about how NVIDIA, at least I just mentioned it a few minutes ago, how NVIDIA might suffer a little bit because of how hard it is to find the products to make the, I mean, not the products, the materials to make the products and services that people want. I have a feeling the electric car industry is going to be hit the hardest when it comes to getting these as well. It says here, GM executives expect the 2024 Equinox EV officially unveiled Thursday to become a high volume seller for the Detroit automaker as it transcends transitions to exclusively offer electric cars and trucks by 2035 quote we think this is our 
big opportunity here to really start to get a massive adoption. And we have the expe expectation with the price, the volume, and we expect to do, Scott Bell, Global Vice President of Chevrolet, said during a media briefing. This is a game changer for us and the industry. Bell said the Equinox EV production of, at GM's Rampo's plant uh, in Mexico will ramp up gradually in the coming years. The Equinox EV is expected to join the electric versions of the Silverado pickup, Blazer SUV, and the less expensive smaller Bolt EV and e EUV models for Chevrolet. GM CEO Mary Barra last year said the Detroit automaker can absolutely catch the industry leader Tesla and U.S. sales by electric vehicles by 2025. Those plans include more than 1 million units of EV production capacity in China and North America each by that time. This is price to sell. This expected starting point of the Equinox EV is roughly 30,000 is less than half the 66,000 plus average transaction price of electric vehicles currently on sale according to Cox Automotive. The price also brings the Equinox in line with gas-powered compact crossover SUVs at an average of 35,300 according to the auto forecasting and research company. An electric Equinox is important to GM because it's a highly volume model and the most popular segment in the industry. Said Michelle Kerbs, executive analysis at Cox. We know from our studies that the price of EV is the number one obstacle to EV adoption with the range and charging infrastructure falling. Yeah. Don't know how that's going to work overall. It's good to know that they're even admitting in this article that it's cheaper to still buy a combustion engine overall versus an electric one. And that's something I don't think a lot of politicians in general understand or a lot of these automakers understand in general is that, like, for instance, I don't have a desire for an electric vehicle, I guess you can say. I mean, I like to hear the rev of an engine sometimes. And granted, electric vehicles are pretty quiet. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I still don't see like, for instance, I think it'd be really interesting to see a combustion engine versus an electric vehicle go against each other like on NASCAR. In all honesty, I would like to see that. If these electric vehicles firmly believe they're like the future and the how things need to go, I would like to see them compete with each other on the track. The thing is, is that I don't see how that could work because electric vehicles might lose battery power or maybe they just keep going, whereas the gas vehicles can has to fill up on gas every once in a while. It's hard to tell. So this electric Equinox is important to GM because it's highly volume modeled and is the most popular segment in the industry. Oh, correction, I already read that. My bad. So this is Chevy Bolt, which is on sale in December of 2016, was expected to GM's first affordable mainstream EV, but its annual sales have yet to top 25,000, a far cry from mainstream sales such as gas-powered Equinox at hundreds of thousands of units per year. I mean, these, these things, they're not selling. There's no demand for much as electric vehicles. Maybe like in bigger states like texas not texas california in particular where people are trying to be more green i can see them becoming big but what about in the middle of nowhere states like idaho which i don't even think idaho has a grid system or texas might texas might have the grid system but maybe people just don't want these electric cars they're trying to push something down our throats which doesn't seem like the american people truly care about but that's fine they'll keep doing what they want to do <clears throat> Last thing we'll read about the car industry before we get into what might be the industry that might take out the electric car industry. It says Mercedes-Benz and Rivian team up to build electric commercial vans in Europe. 
Mercedes-Benz and Revivian, said Thursday they plan on a joint venture to build large electric commercial vans for both brands. The companies plan to build two different EV vans, one for each company. On a shared assembly line, the company said, the idea is to reduce costs for both companies by sharing investment, technology, and suppliers. Oh, there's going to be an interesting article to read in the future when those two stop working together. Continuing on the article, they said they plan to build a new EV-only production facility at an existing Mercedes-Benz factory in Central or Eastern Europe, with production starting in a few years. The two companies said in a statement, Mercedes-Benz has gained broad experience in producing and launching e-vans since 2010. Now we're accelerating the transformation to a fully electric product portfolio, said Matthias uh, Gienzen, head of Mercedes Commercial's van unit. We are sharing investment and technology with Rivian because we share the same strategic ambition, accelerating the electrification of the van market with sustainable and superior products of our customers. While Mercedes-Benz has been building commercial vehicles for many years with electric vans for over a decade, Rivian is a new newcomer to the segment. The Michigan-based EV startup began building EV distribution vans for Amazon earlier this year, just a few months after it began uh, production of its own upscale electric pickups and SUVs in Illinois factory. Yeah. Okay. This is going to get really interesting overall. Everything they're trying to do is going electric overall. Okay. Which is fine because if they think they can make money that way, by all means, they're going to do what they want to do. But it's happening on all continents, in China, in the United States, and in Europe. Okay. Europe, there's not as many articles today talking about what's happening in the uh, ele- in the electric car segment as much, except for that van we just read about. But what I want to know is this, and all honestly, the electric car industry, people keep talking about cars on the road with the wheels, okay? I've been paying attention to this next segment since 2018, okay? Now, small disclaimer, I have a small position ironically, in a company called ASX, I believe it's called. It's a startup. But I remember when I was working for a company called 3D Infotech back in 2019 and 2020, I was studying, I was one day making calls for my boss and I had discovered a couple of companies that were actually trying to do the somewhat unthinkable, but at the same time, it's pretty self-explanatory, okay? I want you to think of this. There are a lot of airports in the United States that don't get used every day. We know the large ones get used like Chicago O'Hare, JF Kennedy, and and Los Angeles Airport, right? But there's also tiny ones in particular that probably don't get used as often, okay? And when we're talking tiny, we're like really, really tiny, okay? And this is where things get a little interesting because there's companies out there right now that are trying to invest in making a taxi service and you will use those small airports to be able to use this taxi service. What am I talking about? I firmly believe this could potentially transition the car industry from the wheels to the air. Now, granted, there's be a huge lot of um, regulations going to have to go through with this. But this is the start in the right direction. Because even some of those companies that I had looked in back when I was working at 3D Infotech are making announcements today in Detroit at the Detroit. Uh, I think it's like the Detroit show today about what's happening there says here, United Airlines raises bet on electric air taxis with 200 aircraft from Upstart EV. Okay. United Airlines is pouring more money into the future of electric air taxis, which could, which the carrier says could help reduce carbon emissions once the aircraft come to the market and replace car trips. Okay. So all these car companies are investing a lot of money in electric vehicles and United Airlines is, is now investing money in a company that's supposed to be having taxis in the air. 
Okay. You're, now it's not like you're thinking like the Jetsons. It literally looks like a typical, it's like a combination of a helicopter slash airplane model. You can look some of these up actually. It says here, the carrier said Thursday that it has agreed to buy 200 electric air taxis from EV Air Mobility an embracer-backed startup that is has the options to purchase 200 more. The Chicago-based United is also investing 15 million EV, which is listed on New York Stock Exchange in May. United says expects the first deliveries of the aircraft as early as 2026. The announcement follows an agreement to purchase 100 electric aircraft from Archer Aviation, along with 10 million deposit. Other airlines, including American, have also invested in or committed to purchasing electric ver- vertical takeoff and landing aircraft or uh, Eve Evtol for short, arguing that the new technology could reduce emissions, particularly on short routes such as commutes to the airport. Michael uh, Leskinson, president of United Airlines Ventures Project, the one-way cost of airport would be about 100 to 150. Evtol startups will need certification and aviation regulators with questions remain about infrastructure for the aircraft. Leskinson said on a call with reporters, the aircraft would require infrastructure for takeoff and landing. But, quote, we feel good about the industry accelerating later this decade, he said. This is what I find interesting, okay? Think about this. Let's say I live in Long Beach and I want to go to Riverside for a quick meeting for my company, right? I have two options. I can either drive on the freeway and deal with traffic the entire time, or I can get into one of these, uh, and obviously this would be in a few years from now, but I can get into one of these electric air taxis and I can just go from Long Beach Airport to the Riverside airport. I don't even know if there is an airport in Riverside. It's just, just hear me out on this. Okay. I can save time and money by not having to sit in traffic anymore. Okay. And I remember talking about this idea with a coworker at target and he listens to this podcast a lot. So, uh, he's going to, I hope he remembers this conversation. I remember once telling him, I said, it's going to be interesting to see if electric, uh, vehicles in the sky take over. And he made a comment saying that it would end up separating the classes in a way. And I remember saying, what do you mean? And he said, well, if you think about it, rich people are going to be want to fly in the air and not have to bother with the traffic down below. Right. But eventually the air, the skies and the air would become more congested. I do agree with that too, but at the same token, it's hard to believe that we're slowly getting into a Jetsons future. In reality, it's, it's, it's mind boggling to think. I just, like I said earlier, I just think it's funny that all these electric companies, all these car companies are focusing on the electric vehicle. And granted, I know some companies actually are pouring money into it. I can't remember which ones they are in the car industry because I've read articles about them pouring money into it. But it's just interesting that on the day that they're talking more about the automakers and the EVs and the batteries and the electric cars and all that stuff, that these articles come out from United saying, hey, we just bought 200 units from an EV startup for electric flying cars, pretty much. Even though they, they don't look like flying cars. They, they look like a combination of like an airplane and a helicopter combined into one. And granted, each model looks differently. Some of them actually look like military copters, if you think about it too, because they can they can move the, the, pro- the propellers of the wings up and down so they can be able to get the, to be able to go up in the air. But it's going to be interesting to see where the future goes. I just I just find it just so fascinating that Wall Street is obsessed with electric vehicles right now. And then this is announced and it doesn't seem like Wall Street cares as much. I don't think Wall Street understands what's coming for them. I mean, to be fair, like I said, if I had to travel somewhere and these electric 
taxi services were around. I'm going to use a taxi service to get around to those smaller airports because I don't want to waste time in traffic. I hate traffic as it is, but technology is getting super exciting, guys, across the platforms. Got to pay attention to everything that's out there because before we know it, there's going to be more interesting technology that's even formed ahead of us. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you had, please like and subscribe to this podcast. Every like and subscription we get helps grow this podcast. So we'll be able to keep talking about events that are happening on Wall Street that Wall Street isn't talking about or not too excited about to talk about overall. I also ask too that you share with friends or family as this helps grow this channel as well. Every like and subscription from friends and family can help be able to get our message out there about what's happening in the market in general. With that being said, thank you for listening to today's podcast today, fellow listeners. Thank you and goodbye.